I guess the best way is to network, build reputation, and have a chance to referrals. So three positive aspects. The only downside is you work for free. Welcome back, lads. Welcome back. Um, today, we are talking about ways to make money um, in the real estate industry as well as in the marketing industry because we are in there uh, with almost no money down or no money down at all. Uh, that's just quick replay of what we talked about in the past, previous episodes. And when I was re-watching our multiple streams of income as well as the AI, um, open AI kind of topic we talked about last episode, I had to think, okay, what, are, what, are, what can we do? Or what can we give you guys to get something practical out of it? So I'm just thinking of ways to make money. And today we talk about practical tips you can actually use today um, to start making money on the side as a side hustle, or maybe eventually out into like a full-time kind of gig. But uh, yeah. Uh, Manish, wanna wanna start? Yeah, sure. Um, so we've each got three ways to uh, make money in our own industry. So I am my background is in real estate and a few other things, but today we're just going to focus on real estate. And Nicholas, his background is in marketing. So uh, how do you want to do this? Should I do one and then you do one, or should let's, I do yeah, three and then? Yeah, let's let's do, do uh, one by one. So the first one is uh, I've got here is joint venture. So essentially what happens with a joint venture is you essentially, you essentially get synergy, right? So where it's one plus one equals three rather than two. You have two people working together to make something greater than each of you could do individually. The basis of a joint venture. You and someone else will work together to basically make money and property. The first thing you need to do with that is essentially what will happen in this is you would provide the legwork to do something in property to make money and then the other person can provide the money which means you put no money in but then you put the effort in and this is exactly how i started out in real estate but it means that you need to know how to you need to educate yourself you need to know what you're talking about you need to be able to find real estate deals and make and figure out something Number one, figure out how to make money in real estate. And then number two, get the network, speak to people, speak to them about what you do. And then they will invest in you and you you basically pitch them with the project and you say, this is the financials, this is the project, this is um, what we could do with it. This is, you know, the stages of the project. This is the exit, the alternate the alternative exits if that doesn't work. You always want to do some sort of error planning and, uh, you know, what we're going to do if things go wrong, What especially what the exit is, it's always, you know, exit. Uh, and then what happens is, you know, they give you a bit of money, you put the time and effort in, and you make the deal work. Got it. It's a, so you also cover the research then, I'm, I'm assuming, like the market research, yeah. um, how well... The trajectories from the value of the property i'm guessing yeah you do all the research so the number one thing is how to actually make money in property and what all of these you know btl buy to let sa service accommodation hmo 
houses of multiple occupation. I'll run through these probably later on, but you need to know what all of this terminology is. You need to know what loan to value is. You need to know how properties are valued, how they are rented, why people rent properties, why they're a good investment, because you will be pitching this. Yeah. It's basically like a business case, but on a use by use case. So for I'll just give you an example, a basic example, anyone can understand. A piece of land and you build a house on there. So you're taking something that is has no use, the land, except for maybe storage, but little use and and potentially little demand for that use. And you're creating something that there is demand for. So you're building a house there. So in terms of that, you're going to have to do a lot of market research. Am I getting the land for the right price? Can I build it for the right price? Can I sell it for the right price? And there's all sorts of metrics and things and things you can use to calculate that, obviously speaking to builders, speaking with other people as well. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to think, okay, so at what type of house or am I going to build? What type of house am I going to build? Or are they going to be flats? What's the market like? What's the demographics of the people? Is this going to be a long-term investment or is it going to be a short-term investment? All of these things you sort of work out and then you pitch that to the investor. And you would say to them, they hopefully you would build some rapport prior to giving them a deal and you would say, look, interesting. Okay. Uh, you know, they would ask you, this is what happens. This is exactly how I got started. They say, oh, uh, what do you do? And you just say property. And then you say, what do you do? And they say, oh, I do marketing. My name's Nicholas and I do marketing. And then they say, well, I'm interested. What do you mean by property? That's very vague. Well, I help people invest in property. I help people make more money in property. I help people bulletproof their retirement and savings in property. It's exactly what I do. Mm -hmm. okay. And um, and people don't know a lot about this stuff. So once you educate yourself, you open your mouth and they can immediately tell you know what you're talking about. And then you have, if you have previous scenarios, previous cases, then you know that's great. If you don't, then you need to have some sort of way to prove yourself. These are deals that I would have done. These are deals that I could have done. These are deals that I've worked with other people on, perhaps, for free. I can approach a developer and say, I will work with you for free, teach me things. Then I can have that as my own sort of project case scenario. That's interesting. Yeah, I think this is a, this is a great, uh, great thing to say, where I work for free. Um, I know we talked about making money, <laughs> but think of making money in the long run, not just short term. Yeah. So working exactly. for free is a but, great way to actually connect with relevant people in yeah. the industry you want to get into. Exactly, exactly. The idea there is just education. Knowledge is key, but knowledge yeah. without action is, well, to know and not to act is not to know, right? Yeah, it's basically dreaming. So there's joint ventures, a sort of basic on joint ventures. It's essentially you providing one thing and someone else providing the other thing. In this case, the other person is providing the money Correct. and you work together to make that project work. Could I give you, you provide an example? The knowledge? Can I, yeah. Can, okay. yeah, go for just, it. Uh, just to make sure I got it right. So here's a land uh, right across the street. It's been empty for decades. Um, I live in a city. Um, I know here a lot of break-ins. So my idea would be make this land a parking lot, maybe a two-story parking garage or something like that. Uh, charge 20 bucks per day and have it gated. And for that being that and it has like a ongoing i don't know value as low demand because there's nothing that needs to get done except maybe some cleaning once a year 
and mm. maybe one person full time or two people full time working shifts uh, to be like a uh, what is it called when someone is at the gate? Just security, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, like basic. a security thing. I think a security this is like low maintenance, um, 20 bucks. When we talk about 200 place, uh, spots for parking opportunities, 200, I think that sounds reasonable. Mm -hmm. um, and it's probably 75% booked out um, during the week while it's being 100% occupied during the weekends because we have uh, lots of events in the city. So I could ask someone to actually invest into it, give me the money or give the property the money and we will make money from the parking garage idea. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. And there's a lot of intricacies and sensitivity analysis and figures. Well, and obviously, I just want to see like the, that's, the broad Yeah, idea. that's the overview of it, exactly. And, you know, there's... um. But this is the thing with properties that there is just uh, there's a lot of variables in it. There's a that is awesome. A lot yeah, of actually, actually, different things going on. I like that. I like that. Uh, it kind of goes into uh, that my point. Uh, one of I call it the side hustle uh, because we talked about OpenAI, uh, Chat yeah. GPT. Uh, also link in the description. So if you want to check it out, it's a open AI. You can, uh, you need to sign up for this uh, or you have a Google account, but it allows you to just ask chat to basically answer all of your questions, basically all the questions. You ask a question and it puts out the, the results you're looking for. Um, so using this as part of going to businesses and businesses need content. Uh, we talked about this in some other episodes as well. Businesses need content to stay relevant in the online world. And if they don't create content, their online presence goes down in value. So what you can do is use JetGPT, GPT. This is a tongue, tongue breaker. Uh, I'm gonna just yeah. going to call it chat. Tongue twister, yeah. yeah. Um, use chat and just offer blog content creation you can also start for free and just say hey i'm gonna create content for you um maybe for three four weeks and if you like it you pay me if not that's fine i would just request a review on i don't know google or like a referral something like that mm. And you can build your reputation of building content with chat and you don't have to put in a lot of work in writing or even in research. You basically can just use chat to actually make your first first hundred bucks. For what I can tell you is on a practical scale, you make per blog post, we talk about a thousand words blog post, you can make 150 bucks per blog post. So if you know what you're talking about, you can charge this much. This is something I know. I have a marketing agency and we do deal with freelancers and that's basically what the range is. So do that and uh, works, you know? Yeah, I think it's a great idea. And I think that it is, it, it almost ties in, yeah, a little bit ties in with what we were saying before as well. That is, um, you know, you do it a little bit for free first. 
you show your services, you give first, and then they, you know what it is, is like when you give to someone first, they're more inclined, they kind of feel like they owe you something in a way. Yeah, yeah. Getting a little bit into psychology here, but yeah, that's basically what happens. And when you give first, you provide value to someone first. And yeah. this is a wonderful thing. You can provide value to someone, track their, you know, track the inquiries coming in through your marketing, through yeah. the blog or whatever. And you say, okay, I've worked for you for free for four weeks and you've got 10 new customers. Let's just assume one of those converts. How much money have you made? Okay, yeah. and then you can even, you could take commission on it. You could take a salary, all yes. sorts of things. Yes. And uh, yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. This is, uh, I guess, the best ways to network, build reputation and have a chance to referrals. So three positive aspects the only downside is you work for free and i wouldn't even say this for free because you gain experience which ultimately mm. down the line is priceless let me tell you that yeah you learn something there you go uh what's what's your next one um my next one is commercial leases and this is a little bit uh little bit uh, more complicated well it can be a little bit complicated or take a minute to get your head around so bit of background i'm in the U, i'm doing property in the uk right so when you have two types of property generally speaking you've got commercial and you've got residential property so so residential is where people are living and commercial is like shops and garages and um shopping centers things like this so yeah. like you know like your costa coffee your starbucks mcdonald's well mcdonald's own their own but you know wendy's denny's whatever yeah all of these i'm trying trying to tell you shops i know that are in the u.s because <laughs> <laughs> when i went to when, when i went to the u.s it was just like denny's all the time <laughs> it was like 3 a.m you just grab you grab yourself like just a steak or something ridiculous <laughs> yeah that's that's uh, sounds about right yeah but anyway so basically what you do what you can do is there's there's a few different things you can do in commercial but we're just going to focus on commercial leases for now uh for the purpose of this episode because look i could probably talk for a year straight on all the different strategies and ways you can make money in property is that is is that vast really and that and that's one of the things I love about it is how creative it can be. Uh, so what you can do is you can essentially find a empty property and make it into a commercial. Or it could be a commercial property with no commercial tenant. There's two ways that the bank will value a property. The first one is bricks and mortar, which is basically the value of the building itself. right? Mm -hmm. And the second one is the value of the income, which is depends on the tenant that's put in there. So you could have Dave down the road, barber, like some random person's barber shop, or you could have Starbucks, or you could have any sort of company and anything in between. You could have small companies, medium companies, independently owned companies. Yeah. And they could, they could pay you more or less, you know, depending on the location and things like that. So the bank can value either on bricks and mortar or they can value on the income. So if you have an empty property, it's worth less than a property with a tenant in there so without buying the property you can agree with a tenant with a um you can agree with a commercial with a, basically a shop 
uh, a potential lease lease option agreement basically and then using that you can get a valuation that is higher than what you need to purchase it and then purchase it that way this is a bit complicated and there's a bit more to it um, but that's the basics of it and there's two ways that they value it within the income section is one is how much rent are you getting well, there's a few ways actually sorry one is what type of lease is it so the lease is the contract between the landlord yourself or you know whoever owns a property and the tenant so what type of lease is there is there's certain things within the lease so that sort of branches out so how long is the lease what type of lease is it you have certain leases that give you more obligations that have the tenant do more obligations certain that give the tenant less obligation so the preferred lease is an fri lease full repair and insure lease and that basically means that the landlord is only responsible for the roof and structural components it, that means that the tenant fits out the entire property the tenant refurbs the property oh boiler's broken down it's tenant's responsibility interesting so you yeah. can deflect all the um pretty all much everything yeah except for roof and structural stuff right interesting uh, i don't i don't so think we actually you... have this in the us but it's uh i definitely back to your first point educate yourself okay i guess mm, this yeah. counts into it because you need to understand uh laws and regulations i know in fact that california is very strict on those kind of things that's why hardly anybody mm. does this um, as a small individual but if you go out of state somewhere else nebraska um, oklahoma whatever uh, this mm. the regulations are less strict so you can actually pull off something like that um, i need to say though uh, just a disclaimer do your deal, uh, due diligence, uh, very important. Yeah, well, Get always, educated. always. We're none of us are financial, neither of us are financial advisors or anything like this. Yeah, this is I'm just, literally just talking to you from experience and what yeah. I've done previously For and entertainment also how I've educated only. myself. Yeah, <laughs> entertainment purposes. Um, but so, yeah, so the property could be valued when the bank will look at it and they'll essentially say, okay, we're going to look at the type of lease, we're going to look at the type of tenant. Is it you know, if it's an independently owned business, it's obviously more risky than having Starbucks in there. Yeah. But Starbucks is much more likely, uh, much less likely to default on rental payments. Um, and then they also look at like the length of the lease and... Um, oh, can you just uh, describe what, and what they, default means? Um, for those so who default don't basically means if you're going to default on a payment, means you're not going to pay your rent. Okay, so you fail. So to it's pay. more likely for the smaller independent businesses not to pay you your rent than a larger business. Yeah, okay. Got it, and they got basically it. have calculations and ratios, and then they come up with a figure and they say, okay, um, you know, we're going to value it on X. So you can essentially have that property valued at more than what it's being sold for. Yeah. And if the maths works, you can get a loan on that property, agree something in principle with the um seller and do various clever contracts and then you basically just buy that property with little or no money in and if you do need the money you can go back to point one and get a joint venture partner that's that's actually pretty pretty cool uh basically on to you yeah so it's, yeah, ba it's basically just understand the principle of buy low sell high kind of thing um get a great deal see yeah. how low you can go with the price and then well you add value that's, and then you that's add really value, what yeah. you're doing there so yeah 
it's it's pretty cool. I like it. Uh, it's pretty pretty neat. Pretty neat. Um, how fast can you expect to make money from it if you would start looking into commercial leases or something like just this? a few months? I would I think you could probably you could probably get contracts agreed within a few months. Okay. But the real question is, how quickly can you get educated? Yeah, yeah, I I think this is included into this, um, because if someone is nine to five, uh, has a full time job, pays the bills, um, how long can you think can does he have to take time into consideration to get the first lease? Well, I think in? you could definitely get you from think like six months from absolutely zero zero knowledge to having a property paying you. I would conservatively say you could do it in a year. Okay. Alright. Yeah, I think so this is just important to one, people to know, okay, yeah. before they jump into you and say, Oh yeah, I'm gonna make money within a month or so. Um well, commercial lease is not the, the way bonus, but for the long run it's it's much better, I guess. No, it's well this is the thing, is real estate is not a fast game, it's a long game. Yeah. And it's it's a game where you build vast amounts of wealth but over a lot of time. But I haven't even I've been doing this for almost a decade now, and um, and yeah, the wealth really doesn't even come after a decade. The wealth will come, you know, a decade, you know, twenty, thirty years. Then that's when you will have exponential growth, and compounding because property. If you own a property, it will double in this in this country it, on average every eight to ten years. So hundred k property ten years ago would now be two hundred k. And then in 10 years time, then it'll be 400. And then you can see how it exponentially will grow. Yeah. And yeah. then bearing in mind is your loan will still be the same if you have the rights or mortgage child. Yeah. Or maybe even you paid it off. Interesting. All right, cool. Um, yeah, let's hop to the next one. And it's uh, not uh, the same price scale, I guess, but it's more into product photography. You need to have a creative kind of eye for this. So if you don't, if you're not creative or if you're not really into the creativity work, um, I don't think this is for you. But if you see yourself actually doing creative work, uh, this is a great way to actually make also a uh, hundred bucks per, per gig. It's product photography and you actually can go to restaurants as well. So if you like your favorite place to eat out, you ask them, Hey, can I make some photos of your food? Um, you can use your phone or it's actually just phone. I, I talked to some content creators. All they do is taking photos with their iPhones. I don't know about the other technical things of Android phones. I just know they use iPhones because I talk to them. Uh, but if you have a good enough camera inside your smartphone, uh, you can offer product photography that goes for e-commerce businesses as well. That goes for restaurants. That even goes for uh, service-based businesses for your own car, for example. If, in my example, I marketing for automotive industry, um, they clean the car. You have a before and after picture, and like very, very detailed with the camera. You can sell those to the business. Uh, as silly as it sounds, mm -hmm. you can make a hundred bucks per ten photos. You can deliver. Very reasonable. Uh, it's. I've seen it firsthand. I've done it, 
and uh, this is a way that you can actually make some money from it if you are a creative very simple uh, very easy and you can actually approach most businesses with this so yeah that's that's on my end see very very crisp <laughs> 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 I want to add something onto that, which I just thought of actually is product photography is you could use that in real estate. Yes. And, uh, uh, that's a nice, nice combo. Uh, my friend who is a professional photographer, she owns a drone and she actually goes yeah. to uh, realtors and just says, Hey, uh, do you want uh, aerial shots with the, with the drone? And then, she also has like a bonus kind of package where she goes from the outside inside the house and makes a turnaround in the living room, like super nice freaking shots. Mm. Um, and she charges 300 bucks for this. So it's yes, a drone is a little bit more expensive to invest, but if you have it, do it. Uh, it's worth it. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I pay, I, um, you basically, if you want to sell a property or rent a property a bit quicker, people don't have great imaginations. So you yeah. can stage a property. And in fact, this is actually kind of going back to AI is there's software out there that will stage it, that will put pretend furniture in there using AR, not even AI. Well, it's, yeah, well, it's AI, but it's augmented reality, right? So on top of the room, they will stage it with furniture. Yeah. And then you could you could come with some props. So I paid the photographer to come, someone I knew, in fact, to come and take photos of a one bed flat. It cost me 60 quid. She came with a loaf of bread, a wine and grapes and staged it in the kitchen to photos <laughs> all the property. Probably took her an hour and yeah, 60 quid. Um, and you can do that on a smartphone. Uh, although she had a professional camera. Yeah. And she done that. Uh, but, you know, you can just do that, you know. Here's my services. Here's pictures with a normal smart. Here's uh, normal pictures. You know you can talk. Yeah. And here's my pictures, and you will rent them quicker if they're staged. You will sell them quicker if they're staged because people have a tough time imagining things. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on to my last one. Yes. Um, is rent to something. So you generally you either do rent to service accommodation or HMO. So. Or, well, so rent to SA or rent to HMO. So essentially what you're doing here is you're taking a tired landlord's property, offering them a guaranteed rent and then subletting it. So SA is service accommodation, Airbnb. This could either be out to tourists and you know holiday lets and things like that, or it could be contractors. Now I've actually not done the SA myself. However, I have properties which I get guaranteed rent on where someone else goes and makes it a service accommodation for contractors. And you can throw in things like, oh, the property will be kept clean and all of this sort of stuff. The property you won't have any maintenance. When I had one guy previously up to, I think 150 quid a month, he would spend on little bits and pieces. He would just pay for it. The property is kept, you know, nice and staged and all the furniture they provide and things like that. And this can basically give the land you're solving a problem again you're solving a problem the landlord is tired can't bother to deal with tenants but you can still have the income and then maybe even buy some furniture or little bits and pieces which you can in fact rent you can rent furniture you don't have to buy yeah. it yeah 
Second one is rent. So you rent to SA, rent to service accommodation, then you've got rent to HMO. This is slightly more complex. You're essentially building, you're actually investing a lot more. You could be investing a lot more money or you can buy a property that's already been converted, but you convert it to a HMO, house of multiple occupation, like a student house, one house, multiple people living. Each room has its own lock on it and stuff. Some of them have, maybe they have en suites, i.e. a bathroom within like, let's dedicated to that room so you come in the room you lock the door behind you and then you've got your own bathroom a shared kitchen shared lounge uh shared garden interesting um and it's just and you know you, this can be very lucrative you could pay the landlord a grand and you could have four rooms in there at a 500 pound each you would have two grand coming in a grand to the landlord maybe 500 pound on bills and you've got 500 quid a month that's smart this can be low risk because if it doesn't work out, you can have clauses in your contract to say, okay, we'll hand the property back. But some, but you probably will need a little bit of capital, probably like up to five grand. I would yeah, say. It goes back to uh, be educated. Yeah, it's educated, all, all of this is education. Those, those small little, little tweaks. So you're taking out yeah. your own responsibility, responsibility out of it. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of the devil's in the detail, right, in the contract. And um, and you really need to get educated. You really need to, like, it's in anything you do. I mean, you know, you need, you need to you need to learn learn what you're doing uh, before you just go out and start doing whatnot crap. Um, anyway, on to you. Yeah, I think that's, that's that. I think we go to the next one. And then you have a bonus, I think. So let's yeah, do this too. But I, I'm gonna bring mine. This is again very short, very quick and easy. Um, also self uh, self experience. So I know it works. Uh, proof of concept is there. You just need to do it. Um, it's basically it's just bringing leads to businesses, and that sounds silly, but people will pay you that they can sell their services. And this goes more into service-based businesses versus product-based businesses. However, if we go into a higher price range, cars, yachts, boats, um, RVs, uh, mattresses, uh, contractors, um, developers, real estate, and they all want more work. And if you can bring them a lead or two leads and they sell them, uh, you can charge either commission-based or you say, hey, every single lead I bring you, I want a hundred bucks. And you might say now, okay, who's paying for just a potential client? Uh, let me tell you now, if we talk about real estate, a hundred bucks is nothing. A hundred dollars for something that could lead to a five figure return per month trust me a hundred bucks is nothing to them so you can you definitely can make a hundred bucks with it per lead um, if you just getting started and you don't have the confidence into it hundred bucks is nothing same goes for cars rvs you see those prices you see that people when they buy a new car we talk about a 100k we talk about 60k 70k 80k what does a hundred dollar mean this is a write-off <laughs> so 
don't get hung up on this on this price tag if you go and hire like higher priced services or products you can charge that amount of money to get them leads and if you go a little bit farther and say hey if i sell them your services and they're ready to sign whatever they're selling you even can go and say hey i want 10 percent of commission you don't want it okay i go to your competitor they do so you have like leverage and you can charge 10 15 even 20 percent sometimes def defined by how well you can communicate and bring your values to the table but basically 15 to 20 percent is not a bad deal for any business and i can speak for myself i have two guys now working for me they're only getting paid per commission and they bring me leads they bring me leads and i pay them per lead um 20 bucks but they're uh, they bring me um yeah a full calendar now so i'm i'm freaking happy and excited for more to come and i pay them a commission as well if i close them if i close them so there are ways that you can bring leads to businesses and businesses will pay you guaranteed yeah 100 they will pay you because look at this 100% of nothing, well, 80% of something is better than 100% of nothing. So even if you're taking a little bit of a slice out of the pie, they still get some of the pie, whereas before they wouldn't get the pie. And you know what? You can do this in real estate. It's called deal packaging. You pack, you find a deal, you package a deal, and then you sell it on to an investor. And you can sell that for a few grand. You can sell it from two to five grand, really, per deal. And um, that is, uh, that is, uh, you know, you can definitely do this. Leads are so valuable. I mean, what is the difference between a hot lead and a cold lead? The cold lead, they have to convert it. They have to spend effort and time and all this crap to try and say, buy my product, take my service. Yeah. But with the hot lead that you can bring to them, they're already ready to buy. All they yeah. just need is a cup of tea or a coffee and someone to say, hmm, hello, Mr. or Mrs. X. This is what you're interested yeah. in. And Be quite nice. Show a smile. To sign the contract. <laughs> the pen. Yeah, the pen. <laughs> uh, okay. Should we, should we um, move on to the bonus, uh, bonus real estate? And this one requires very little money very little input but i would again encourage you to do your research and this is as, and it's low risk as well but you what it is is it's basically investing in real estate through the stock market and you have these things called reits r e i t real estate investment trust and you can just buy those on the stock market and they'll give you a return and I think by law, they have to give, oh, I can't remember what the percentage is, but of all of their profits, they have to pay out a certain amount of it. And it's quite high. They have to pay out quite a high amount of their um, profits. But what you do is you don't have to deal with tenants. You don't have to find the deal. You don't have to manage the tenants. You don't have to deal with boilers breaking. You don't have to deal with any of the maintenance. You don't have to look at the research or any of this crap. All you do is just put 100 quid. You could be 100 quid, 200 quid, whatever it is. Yeah. Do a dollar cost average on that over 10, 20 years. And there you go. Boom. You've won, basically. Um, 
So there's the bonus one that, um, but I want to emphasize before I, we sort of finish up, I want to emphasize with real estate is that, and I think in your one, in, in, well, in all of these, right, making money in these sorts of things. If you're not, money makes money, right? If you're not willing to put in much money, you have to provide value. You have to either provide value or add value. And that's how you're going to make money. Yeah. And it's, it's, you know, I saw it again and again when you're saying, okay, the chat GPT, you're providing value, you're providing content for them. Product photography, again, providing value, bringing leads. There's a massive amount of value in that. Yeah. With real estate, it's the same thing. And I want to say as well, there's a lot of other ways to make money in real estate. And of course, there's lots of ways in, um, in marketing as well. But with real estate is... I can look at a property and I can literally think of like 10, 15 ways to make money out of it. It's very much like a blank sheet of paper. It's very much like, you know, the contract could be done a certain way and make a little bit more money here. I did a deal where, um, where I rejigged some contracts and I created 10% more profit, not revenue, profit, i.e. the expenses are the same. I just got 10% more money, but because the expenses are the same, the profit goes up by 10%. Yeah, that's isn't that's that crazy? Fun. Just by doing a little bit of uh, words and this and that, and having myself educate, it all starts with education and willingness to learn and do the work. Yeah, if you're willing to do that, yeah, you can do also, anything, right? I, I also say, I gotta say, I need to say this: uh, if you commit to one of those things we just listed today, uh, commit to it. Give it at least one or two months. Don't get discouraged because it doesn't work the way how we just uh, explain it. Um, you go with experience and you see pitfalls you will fall into. There are lots of pitfalls where uh, I could scare you away and say there are people that, okay, yes, you have an agreement and yes, the uh, business agrees of 10% commission and then they end up not paying you. Then you start, okay, making a contract and then you let them sign this. At the beginning, you don't need it because you cannot even promise the leads, for example. You cannot promise this. But once you understand the market, their market and you bring them, then you know the, like the guaranteed value you add to it. So put in effort, be committed to it for at least one, two, three, maybe four months. Do it and get a return from it so you see how the principle works. Then you can decide, is it something that you want to deal with in the long run? or you want to venture out, maybe you see a different opportunity that works better, has a better return with less effort and uh, because that suits your situation mm. better. Um, so do this, be committed and do stuff, you know? Um, I mean, you've been in real estate for over a decade. Um, you wouldn't Not been, quite, almost a decade. Almost, almost a decade, but <laughs> if you would have quit a year in, uh, you would have not come that far where you are right now. So. No. That's 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 the key. Just stay consistent and just every day do something about it or with it. Yeah, as consistent action compounds, and I would even say four months is too little. Real estate, I think, geez, when did I get my first deal? Uh, four years ago now, which was three years. So it took me three, three. It took me about three, four years to get my first deal. And I screwed it up, but I still paid the joint venture partner back with interest. 
still have that property today, still making me money. Yeah. Still working on it, still learning and still improving. Um, look, we're in this for the long game. Short cash is not sustainable, really. Yeah. Especially in real estate, man. Like, it's not, you're not talking about months, not years. You're more talking about decades. Yeah. So if you want to have yeah, like a different differentiation here on time frame, uh, real estate is uh, one year plus kind of expected, but it's uh, more passively than actively actually working on it. So putting in labor and stuff. And my marketing hacks and hustles, they're more practical, short money, quick and easy money. Um, but you have to put in the work every single time. So when you do photography, editing takes time. Uh, understand the angles, the lighting, stuff like that. It takes always time to actually do it. Um, so I think it's more time intense for the long run and not very scalable versus real estate is scalable and has less effort down the road.